So, what's happening, ladies? Holy shoot, I feel like we haven't seen each other in forever. Well, actually, I haven't seen you guys in forever. You guys were able to meet up, what, a month or so ago? Yeah. About a month. But I haven't seen you in forever, and I was just like, I miss you guys. Mm -hmm. We missed you too. So, what's happening? What's been new? <laughs> Come on, let's what? hear it. Um, I know you were talking earlier about getting ready for fall, getting ready for Halloween. Is that your favorite season? Yes. I want like three falls and maybe one week of summer and like two <laughs> weeks of winter and then some more fall. Like, I'm all about that. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's just something so cozy about the fall time for me. Um, the smell, the crisp air. Like when you get up in the morning, I like to have my windows open and my family is like, it's so cold out. <laughs> And I'll wake up with the windows open or I'll get up and open the windows before everybody gets up. And I just love that, like, cool crispness of the of the um, the air. And um, I'm like a pumpkin whore. Like, <laughs> big time. Like, I'd have that all year round. Just like you said, like, I'd have it all, I'd have it all year round. Mm -hmm. But what about you? Yeah, fall's great. Yeah. And it's even more special now because we can finally fucking decorate. Yes. We've been living... We've been renting, and, like, the outlets don't work out. Oh, the what the heck? So we weren't ever able to really de decorate the outside. So we're going to be moving soon, um, within, like, two weeks to our new house. Uh -huh. So we're going probably fucking wild. Oh, I'm excited for you. Wow, yes. that's so cool. Yeah, it's exciting. That's super exciting. It's such, it's such a pretty time of year, too. Mm -hmm. I get so excited when everything starts to change and people are like, everything's dying. And I'm like, but it's beautiful. It's Death so pretty. Death is so beautiful. <laughs> Just accept it. Um, and my birthday's in October, so I'm like super biased. <laughs> Mine's in November, so I'm all about it. <laughs> oh, man. So here we are back again. Um, we are looking to have some conversations and getting the ball rolling again and renewing and rejuvenating, right? And mm -hmm. like getting things rocking and rolling. Um, I don't know. I, for myself, it's been, it's been a whirlwind, but um, these last couple months have been really good, enriching, um, finding myself again, getting centered again. Um, I guess I really did just let myself get lost in, in all the chaos of the past few years. And um, uh, I'm excited. I feel good. I feel like there's connections in within me happening all over again that we're starting to get lost. Um, my husband took me, and it was really cool because I'm like a super crazy Elton John junkie. And... Um, he took, I tried to get tickets to his show in Toronto um, a year ago or so. And they got, they shut it down because they were planning another lockdown out there. Mm. So I was super bummed and I thought I had lost my chance. And he surprised me with some tickets last month and we went out there. And it was so cool because I, I cried. Like Aww. I cried like a freaking baby. <laughs> awesome. um, and I couldn't even compose myself. But... He said something, um, he was like, uh, you, you deserve to be here, your world, the world deserves you, and don't ever let your sparkle 
um, stop shining. And I was like, he's talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) And it just like stuck. It like sunk right into me. And I was like, he's right. I need to like shine again. And I need to like bring forth the awesome alley attitude and just be me all over again. And uh, so it's really, it was really uplifting. And then fall comes and I'm like, oh, this is so perfect. <laughs> so yeah, I'm wait, I'm right with you guys. Like this whole fall stuff, mm, it's my happy time. It's my happy time. And I'm, I like golfing. Like I really, really like golfing. I don't know if y'all noticed. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> um, but I really like to golf in the in the fall. And um, it's a son of a bitch to try and find your ball after the leaves have fallen. <laughs> but it, it, there's just something about being golfing in your whole gear, all like pants and like bundled up and just that. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's unexplainable. But just agree with me. No. <laughs> well, I totally get it. We actually... We had a staff appreciation day Friday. Mm-hmm. We went golfing. Really? And it was so much fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I like golfing. I mm-hmm. haven't done it in probably, oh God, like 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. Just life happened mm-hmm. and I could never find anybody to go golfing with. Pick me! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fucking cold. It was cold. Yeah. But, like, it was so much fun. And it just, like, I was able to pick it back up again after not having golfed for like 12 years mm-hmm. and the balls were just flying and going down the fairway putting was shitty but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we'll have to make a date to go Ace, golfing. i didn't know you were into golfing yep. sweet i literally was just telling bob earlier i was like i want to go golfing he's like let's go then i'm like i don't want to go with you i always go with you <laughs> <laughs> and he's like what the hell and i'm like I want to go golfing with somebody that's like not you and not gonna yell at me and no, just kidding. <laughs> well, let's set a date and we'll go. Sweet. All right. Let's get rid of some of this rain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So what's new, Sarah? How's it been going? <laughs> I don't like golf. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to make sure. In case you were wondering, it looks really boring. And, and <laughs> I associate it with like uh, Cedar View and bars and like golf carts. I don't know. Like I've just never really been interested in it. And it's it's uh, definitely an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. And I've never been into mini putting and I'm not good at that. So it's just not something that I'm interested in. But I'm really glad that it brings you joy. <laughs> not be joining you on that <laughs> <You're sweet. laughs> so what's new what's been going uh, on with sarah uh, i don't know um uh let's see yeah same i mean it's it's been a, a big time of renewal for me um i've been doing a lot of like um working out and trying to eat well and really just uh, i started beating again and which is super fun and really good medicine for me um doing more community work and like getting back into like 
my role in community because I've been so disconnected being in school and and being away since before I was in school and having my baby I've just been kind of away so now I'm on a couple of boards a couple of boards <laughs> uh, four boards and I'm I'm busy you know but I'm also like feeling really good about the balance of saying no after five o'clock I'm not doing work I'm done and I'm going to spend time with my baby and and do really good things with her like mm -hmm. I taught her how to make apple pies yesterday and we did pumpkin patch things all weekend and and we're gonna paint pumpkins when I get home so like we're just doing things that are really good for her and and just spending a lot of time with her reading her books every night and and making sure that I'm not on my laptop all day long because I've been connected to my office for years mm -hmm. and it's really been not good for my soul. I mean, yeah, it's been good for my brain, but not good for my mental health either. So I'm just trying to find what my my joy is now and, and what that looks like. I've been doing some yoga and some mindfulness meditation sometimes mm, and, and just, just trying to figure it out, you know, and I got a new tattoo the other day. Um, my, my baby, she left for college, my, my Unukohawis, and she's like my oldest, she's 19 and she went to, uh, the Maharishi International Institute and the, so she's doing this like holistic nutrition program and she's also like really into crystals and she's really into meditation and she's going to be taking yoga courses. Like it's a really like world renowned um, school but it's in Iowa mm. and she left and it like broke my heart because she's she's my first baby you know like she was born when I was 21 so for her to leave me it was it was hard because she took a gap year after she graduated so I got her name on my shoulder because no matter where we go she um when we go to the movies or whatever she always puts her head on my shoulder mm. like she's still like she's still my kid you know mm -hmm. um so I told her, I said, I'm going to put your name on my shoulder because I think it's, I, I just want you always there and, and it'll be us being connected. So. Oh, you're giving so just so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so sweet. I just miss her all the time, but I'm teaching her to bead out there. Like I, I was on like video chat with her while she was going to buy supplies and then she keeps sending me pictures on Snapchat. Like, how does this look? <laughs> and so we're doing that um, virtually and that's fun because she's doing a really good job. She's mm. made like four pairs of earrings already. So nice. I'm excited for her. Yeah. So, Dang. and then I sent her my cornbread recipe and I've been cooking mm. like a ton. Like I made moose meat stew. I made um, apple pie. I made uh, fry bread and chili. Like I've just been like in the kitchen doing all the things because I really miss doing that, and that's really good medicine for me. Yeah, so good for me. And like that's one of my love languages. Like I gift people things um, often. That's a love language for me. And then I cook for people, mm -hmm. and I and I give them food. That's also a love language Feeding for me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's what's up with awesome. me. Yeah, wow. it's good stuff. I'm so excited because it's fall time and mm -hmm. the uh, soup season. Oh, oh yes. Goodness, I love soup. Mm. <laughs> I was telling my husband like last week, I think, I was like, I'd eat soup every day if I could. And he's like, please don't cook soup every day. <laughs> <laughs> please. <Yeah. laughs> no, it's that way in our household too. Like it's soup fall to like spring. Not every day, but just... A lot. A lot. And yeah. then the kids are like, ah, oh, soup again? <laughs> <laughs> and but, it's hard, too, because soups are hearty, right? You can put, like, all the vegetables mm -hmm. and stuff in there. My kids get real um, 
I don't know, picky or sickening about it or whatever. And <laughs> I'm just like, eat it. It's so good. You eat it when I cook it on the plate. And they're like, it's gross like this. <laughs> You're gross. <laughs> You're gross. <laughs> Fine, starve. Right. No. But what else? What What's going on with Victoria? How you been? What's new? Um, just working. I mean, we're finalizing our house Woo-hoo. because yes. it's been like a four-year journey mm-hmm. with first and foremost having to get like credit cleaned up before we could even apply and be accepted. Mm-hmm. So that was like two years of cleaning, paying off debt. Mm-hmm. And then it's been a year and a half of um, starting the house, like doing all the plans of what our house will look like, finding contractors. We've had contractors like say, nope, I'm done. I'm not doing it. And then just having to find new contractors. Mm-hmm. And then the whole process of like the first dig to now, like we have a physical house there. We have electric, we have water septic. There's the driveway. It's like, it's there. We just have the finishing touches inside and then like um, extra soil and stuff for the ground. So we're literally going to be moving in about a week or two. Yeah. That's exciting. It's it's so exciting and... Relieving? Relieving. But it's also like, holy shit, we did this. Yes. We did this. Freaking right. Rewarding. Rewarding. Hell yeah. Good for you. Congratulations to you both. And wow. we'll actually, we went to lunch. We had to meet with the um, subcontractor today just for like little final questions and placement and stuff. And then on the way home, I was bringing him back home because I had to go back to work. And he's like, I just want to tell you something. I am so fucking proud of you because, I mean, I kind of did it all myself. I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything. Toot your but own horn. Do it. I took, it. I took the <laughs> reins. Yeah. Just because I did. (laughs) I mean, Will helped with like a few little things, but he's like, you literally did this yourself from start to finish the application, finding the house. You talk, you were talking daily, email, phone calls with the contractor, the subcontractors. You went through all of the problems. You did that. And and he was just like, kind of two and my horn and like saying how proud he was that's and I'm huge like, holy shit i kind of did it's <laughs> amazing yeah Good for you but, so, so you just built your own home yeah that's a really big deal that is yeah. huge i love that <laughs> i always get like super excited when it comes to big things like that especially like you said cleaning up your debt and like you know, mm-hmm. removing all the hurdles and the obstacles out of your way just so you can have your home and right. your peace of mind for you and your family. Like, yeah. that's big. To your horn, babe. Like, shit. <laughs> and, I mean, not going to lie, it's a, it's a pretty awesome house. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I'm um, so excited We're, we're going to have a housewarming. Everybody will be invited. Yes. Wow. And it'll be a fall housewarming, probably. <laughs> all the pumpkins. Pumpkin, (laughs) fry bread. That's awesome. Cool. So, yeah, so you were talking about getting clean eating eating and working out and the yoga and stuff like that. Is that all, like, fairly new? Um, Within the last, like, four months. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I, um, I went on a trip, and 
I had noticed that the women that I was with, they were all eating really healthy and, and I wasn't, and I was eating like candy and I was eating junk and I was like, I don't know, because my eating habits had been really bad because I was in school and it's just like you eat when you can and you kind of just do what you have to and like you're traveling for school and you just like stop wherever and like you, um... It's common to like go to Dunkin' or go to Tim's and you get the donut or you get the whatever and it's just real fast and then you're eating your kids your kids' snacks and it's just it's just a lot of like um, mindless okay. eating, right? Gotcha, and then gotcha. you're like on your phone or you're doing work and you're just eating so. while you're working and you're not like resting in between bites or like you're it's just not a healthy way, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I went back to the bariatric center and I asked them for help. And I said, I am gaining, I regained, and I don't want to be this person. I need to have, it wasn't about the number on the scale. It was about having the energy for my daughter. It was about feeling better about myself. It was about fitting my clothes. It was about being able to um, do the things that I want to do with her. Like, mm-hmm. she loves doing yoga. Mm-hmm. She has these little cards. They're like little gorillas, and they have they do yoga poses, and you can pick the ones that you want to do, and we do them all the time, and mm-hmm. she loves them. Like, she's like, let's go do the yogas, mama. Like, she's she's really into it, and, and I was just, um, if I'm not teaching her those healthy habits, she's going to fall into those patterns, like, her whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what she's going to know is to, like, eat those things and like and I had I had realized that I was like hiding and eating things like in in the kitchen and I didn't have to hide from anybody like my husband doesn't care what I eat Mm -hmm. but I was doing that which is like a habit I used to do when I was a kid you know so I was like falling into those habits that I had when I was little right like driving back from Messina and getting fast food and throwing it out at at Tim Hortons and then going home and cooking dinner, like mm. those kinds of things. And and that's honest, like oh, how I used to be that got me to 300 plus pounds. And I was like, I can't be, I'm not doing that now. And But if I keep going the way I am, I'm going to go right back to that. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I'm unlearning those unhealthy habits again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel better. Mm-hmm. I, I feel better. I like how I look in the mirror. I feel more confident and good for you. I'm happier. Good you know? for you. Yeah. That's a big um reset too, huh? When you think about like you were saying how you used to eat and how you used to hide all the time. Yeah. That's like a big. Um, you have to literally retrain your brain. Absolutely. Right. And our relationship with our food it plays a big part in our relationships with everything and everyone around us. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of pressure in community to just eat. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's a celebration, right? It's, yeah. It's, but, but what's what's wrong with eating but eating good? Like, mm-hmm. why does it have to be pizza and wings? It doesn't. <laughs> no, and, and the same with when you mourn, you eat. And because you're you're feeding spirits or you're you're coming together with your family like there's there's thing there's reasons why we eat mm-hmm. but it's also like we could eat healthy things yeah, yeah. at the same time like we yep. we live off of the things that we harvest so why aren't we going back to mm-hmm. that and and I've what as I've been cooking this week you know like I did um what I do I did turkey burger meatloaf and Mm. like like i did cauliflower mashed potatoes and and um broccoli and it was just the same as having like mashed potatoes and Mm -hmm. and 
meatloaf, you know, it was the same exact thing and it tastes great. And I was like, okay, well just kind of reframing how I look at food and and what my family needs. And they didn't tell a difference and they loved it. And there was clean plates and everybody was happy. I did have fry bread this past week and I haven't made it in like 10, over 10 years. Like I don't do that anymore. So it was a little flat, but I think my baking powder was old, but I I don't know. Like I I feel like it's um, one of those things that like, I really like to make cornbread and I don't feel guilty about that, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely something where, we have to learn how to celebrate or mourn in different ways and tap into like more of those emotions instead of the food or, mm-hmm. or like using those things to cope, right? Yeah, because that's just as un- an unhealthy addiction as anything else. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah, that's awesome. That's good. I like that you pointed that out because uh, that's been my journey over the past couple of years is trying to retrain my brain when it comes to what I'm ingesting, right? And my thing, too, was the same thing. Like, I'd go and run and then eat something on the go and then chuck it out of the gar- chuck it in the garbage so nobody would see it. Yeah. Don't leave the evidence in the truck. And it can't, got to a point where my older ones knew to do that. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, crap, this is what I'm teaching my kids. You know, just like you said, we have to show them. We have to lead by example, right? So it it really struck a chord with me, especially I was only turning like 36 or something like that. Or I don't even remember. And and, uh, I woke up in the morning and I had a hard time climbing the stairs. And I'm like, I'm too young to feel like this. Like, why am I so inflamed? Why is my body hurting so much? And it became just like you said, it's not even about the number on the scale. It's how I feel, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and, um, it really made me dig deeper into healing traumas where I was emotionally eating. I was grieving and I was mourning. And what did I do? I just filled that hole with food. Right. And, um, it just got out of hand. It just got like too chaotic and crazy for me. And it was just, I was hurting myself physically mm-hmm. you know and i was same thing like i want to have the energy my oldest two are 18 and 17 you know and i had my first kid when i was 19 you know what i mean and i'm like what if my kids come home one day and they're like i'm gonna have a baby and i can't even like help out i can't even like give the energy or the physical side of like being there right and so i'm like nope I'm going to do this for my grandkids. And everybody's like, why are you having grandkids? I'm like, no, but I will one day. <laughs> and I want to be able to keep up with them and play with them and kidnap them from their parents. And, mm-hmm. you know, like all those fun Duda things. Yeah. So that's been retraining my brain to focus on being healthier rather than skinnier, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So stronger. Yeah. And man, do I ever sleep good? Mm-hmm. Holy heck, I never realized how good I, 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 I thought I slept good before, but it's, I'm just like sleeping like a baby now. Holy <laughs> man, I wake up and I'm like, let's go, you know. No, I, got, I got a desk for my treadmill because I don't like taking time away from Dayway Ladinius and I know that I'm not going to go to bed super late like I was doing workouts really really late at night or getting up really really early and I was like you know I'm not gonna do that either Mm -hmm. like I need my sleep Mm -hmm. so now I um when I'm answering emails or I don't have like zoom meetings or whatever I get on my treadmill and I just walk and I just walk for like an hour or whatever and and then when I have a downtime I'll do yoga and I'll do that and and so it's like as long as I'm moving my body 
and I'm feeling more flexible or I'm feeling like less achy or, mm -hmm. or whatever, like I just feel like that's better than not doing anything mm -hmm. and getting my steps in every day. You know, like I think that's, that's, um, I mean, maybe I'll start running again or, but at this point I just feel like anything is better than not moving at all, mm -hmm. you know, and, yeah. and I'm starting to move back into that active lifestyle that I really want to be a part of because my daughter's doing soccer and she's really, really fast on the playground and, and I just want to keep up with her. She's super fast. She's a superhero. So she says, so. I just Sometimes. noticed you both have the same piercing and I'm like, not. I know. You need one more. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, you need your sex oh, shit, done. They I was, the same. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, you need another one. Yeah. <laughs> You need to join the club. You're slacking here. <laughs> oh, man. So new houses and new brains. <laughs> new bodies. Dang. This is exciting. I wanted to know how are your babies adjusting going back to school? Um... Well, my older one is excited because it's his, his... Well, not my older one, but... Um, I have one that just graduated high school, so she's like... I just asked her today, I said, so what is it like being a graduate, high school graduate? She's like, this is amazing. This is so much better than, oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> and, um, and then my second one, he's in his last year of high school, so he's super pumped. Um, and he, he's got a spare, so that's like the greatest thing in the world to him right now. <laughs> he's like, I literally only have three classes. This is crazy. Like, how does this even happen? Um, but he's excited to be finishing. And then my um, third one, he's in grade eight. So he's going to be um, graduating from the Freedom School and going to high school in the fall. He's kind of like, he's excited to be done He the little kid school, right? But he's also like, wait, where all my friends are like all over the place. Yeah. They're not even at the school anymore. And it's like that uh, transition for him. He's going to have to learn. He's going to hit the culture shock. He's going to get all of this and that and whatever. But he's also seen his older two go through it. So he's kind of a little bit like, mm, I'm kind of bummed out, but I can't wait. Right? And then um, my, my youngest daughter, she loves school. She loves school. She loves being around her friends. She loves learning. She's like real, um, she retains everything. She listens to everything. She's, and I'm always like, stop listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> she makes up all my bad habits. Um, but she loves it. She's doing really, really well. She's glad to actually physically be in school because she hated the laptop. Like she was like, I don't even want to do this, mom. Like I don't. Don't make me do that. It's dumb. Nobody listens to the teacher and it's not and it's boring. And I'm like, I'm sorry. My youngest one went to school for three weeks and then he decided he wants to stay with mom. <laughs> so he was having a little bit of a hard time. At first he did really well and he transitioned in there first two weeks and then the third week he had like major meltdowns. It was hard to put him to bed because he knew he was getting ready for school in the morning. Then it was hard to de deal with him in the morning and then even to get him to school, he was just like screaming the whole ride to school. And I was Aww. like, do you want to just stay home with mama? And he's like, oh. And I brought him home and <laughs> my husband's at home and he's like, what the hell, you just cave? <laughs> you just let him come home? <laughs> so he's been home with me for this past week. Um, and then they're on break next week, so he might go back after the break. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'm not making him, but 
everybody's doing good. Everybody's happy to be in school and getting their routines back to normal and stuff like that. They miss their friends so much. Mm -hmm. And they're just like me. They're just like social butterflies. They just want to be like everywhere. So let's hang out and let's do this and let's do that. And they're like trying to make plans every day after school. Hey, can so-and-so come over? Hey, can I go here? Can I go there? And I'm like, whoa, pump the brakes. <laughs> I'm not taxi. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, they're really doing good. They're really enjoying the school. Um, sports are picking back up. My uh, my youngest daughter's in competitive gymnastics. Mm. So she's, com- she's uh, doing meets and competitions and things like that. But man, is there... Um, their schedule is pretty um pretty hard not hard but like it's like a lot like they're doing like three three hours three times a day or three times a, a week oh wow <laughs> so i'm like are you are you good are you okay and she's like yeah i want to go more oh, crap <laughs> to have that energy again <laughs> you know what were you saying last night did you, were you talking about that oh, show? Oh, I was, yeah, Dahmer. Yeah, I was talking about that show. I can't get it out of my head now that I watched it. Did anybody watch it? Mm-hmm. I haven't yet, but I want to. See, I, I now that I watched it, I have like um, I have a moral dilemma about the fact that I watched it. Just just because <laughs> I've been reading, like, after I'm one of those people that I have to Google everything about a show after I watch the show. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know if everybody's, uh, heard of it it's monster um the jeffrey dahmer story and it's on netflix and they didn't have like a premiere or anything and i could probably tell you a whole promo about the whole <laughs> situation because that's who i am and i like binged it and it's very graphic and there's a lot of gay sex in it um and there's a lot of violence about um his whole life and what i found was really interesting is they did a lot of background about his parents and i didn't know a lot about his parents that or that he even had a brother um or his stepmom or or those kinds of things and but the families of the victims are triggered every time they release something about Dahmer and his and his life right and they don't benefit from it but and so it's kind of um it's very hypocritical because the Netflix movie like the series talks about the exploitation of media from uh, the perspective of the Flant family and like the people who lived in the building and the the like super fans who wrote comic books and came and took pictures and want the autographs and sent money to him while he was in prison before he was murdered like all of those things like there I mean that's with every super, every um serial killer right mm-hmm. like there's fandom because it's so shock and awe right like it's so interesting and I think that's why I've always been drawn to serial killers and in like knowing like i'm all about true crime i'm all about like um murder mysteries and i watch like every single one that's on netflix like i always do and and when i do i'm always googling about the victims after and the families and do they have memorials and and what has happened and and with this one, they didn't get the consent consent of the family. And a lot of them they do, which is good because they actually interview the family and are involved because they're actually like documentaries. But with this one, they did um, reenactments and they did the actual discussion of the, um, they did the actual testimonials. They used the actual language and they put that out in the courtroom and all of those things, but they didn't get the consent. And I think that's what the problem, that's why it's so hypocritical to me 
um, on top of the um, the media portion of it. So yeah, I watched it. I thought it was good. Um, it was a really good portrayal. I really like that Evan. I think his name is Evan or is it Ethan? I'm not sure. Um, but he was on American Horror Story and the guy who from American Horror Story did this series. Mm. So it's really good in that respect. Like it's really well done, but I think ethically, I don't think it's really well done. Um, but how many people do these kinds of serial killer uh, series or movies ethically? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I I mean, I'm, I'm always watching these kinds of things. So mm-hmm. it's... it's um, but I don't think a lot of people break them down the way that I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do my research after and like I, I <laughs> analyze the shit out of them. And, like, and I don't know if there's a lot of people. Maybe I could start a, a group of a discussion group about this because I feel like there's um, there might be a lot of people who have that in common with me and and have the stomach to like deal with it. And and um, I often wanted to be a, a forensic anthropologist because I I really um have i i've always looked at really gory things all the time like i've I've always been really into that and i don't know (laughs) it's always been my jam i started watching freddy krueger when i was like eight years old seven years Mm -hmm. old so it's always kind of been something that i've been into and Mm -hmm. yeah so dumber yeah (laughs) (laughs) when you threw that out there i was I'm like fall things, harvest, you know, pumpkin patches and Dahmer. <laughs> I'm like, we need an explanation. <laughs> what about you? Do you get into those kinds of shows and stuff like that? I do. Do you? Yeah. I do want to watch the the, the Dahmer one, but Will fucking beat me to it because he uh, works midnights and that's yeah. all he does because mm-hmm. to stay awake. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm not waiting for you. So now, uh, <laughs> rude. <laughs> so rude. Well, for one. He's up while I'm sleeping, so he has all the time to watch it. But then I also suck at binging. Like, mm. I can only do one or two. I'm not like a finish the whole season in one day type of person. Gotcha. Oh, I don't do that either. I and, do um, Doing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, like, I know Jeffrey Dahmer because there's been so much done on him. Yeah. Like, there's been how many movies? So many. So yeah, many. Like like seven. <gasps> right. Yeah. And then like there's been books made on on him. Do you know Jeffrey Dahmer? I know I okay. know <laughs> I know the a book about story it. around it. I don't I don't I'm the opposite. <laughs> I don't like those kinds of things. So like, she will not be joining us, but she's happy that it brings me joy. <laughs> Like um, golf. <laughs> I mean, I'll talk about it and things like that. I have not really gained any interest to watch it yet. So you're not really into, like, the serial killers? No, because I just think about the victims the whole time, and it's a real story, and I'm just like, mm, what about the families whose people had to go through all of this for real? <laughs> I like learning about that. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, no, that's I get it. That's part of yeah. it, and I like that, and I like to, I like to hear about the 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 mental condition of these people mm-hmm. that um, cause them, mm-hmm. like like the environmental conditions, the social, political conditions, the, the conditions that made this person become who he was and, and how it led to the events of that time and who these people were that led to them meeting him. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's so interesting to me because... Um, I don't know. I it just it's just really interesting to me. Well, I feel on. the same way. 
That's why I like the serial killers because of, like you said, it's the mental. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. Something triggers them. It's generally always like a super traumatic event during like uh, childhood. Yeah. And, and also the science. I right. Like the science. So it's just like all of the mental. Um, See, I can get behind the psychology of it because psychology, I like to, yes. I like to. I like the psychology of of sexual health. Mm-hmm. I like the psychology of the sexual wellness and and all of that stuff. So I can get behind the psychology of it. I get mm-hmm. what you're putting down. Yes. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> oh, but um, he got sexually excited by the look of organs and how they glistened. When he held them. And that's like, yeah, it's gross, right? Yeah, it's totally gross. Sorry, guys. Sorry, audience. But yeah, like that was, and I never knew that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that what he did was what he did. Like that's, it's it's common knowledge. But I didn't know that that was a thing that is defined in the like DSM, whatever, five, you know, like that's a thing. And that he was diagnosed as that. And I was like, wait, that's a thing? You get sexually aroused mm-hmm. by the, the shiny object that is an organ that's shiny. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. That's so disgusting. And it's fascinating. <laughs> well, tell me more. <laughs> yes. I can't stop watching. And I look away, but I watch. Like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I can't even help but watch. Like, it's one of those things that you're watching. Yeah, like this, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, I got to watch it. Like, I can't help it. So, yeah. I mean, you think about it, this this person, this Dahmer, and then there's Bundy, and then there's Manson. They've, they're like superstars, you yeah. know? Like... To me, uh, I'm kind of like, why are there these people and their stories? They're all dead, though, right? They're all dead. Like, why are these people? Pretty sure everybody's dead. Yeah. All those guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why? We are know these- Manson. Sorry, Manson's still alive. He's Is still he alive. Yeah. Shit. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like. Why 70s. are these people like glorified? You know, and like there was a lot of controversy behind that Bundy one, right? Because mm-hmm. he they had that that Efron boy. Is Zach, that his name? Yeah, Zach Efron. And and everybody was like, he's gorgeous, he's beautiful, he's this and that. But he really was mm-hmm. like he was a charismatic that. person, right? And, and he was handsome. He back carried trip. himself yep. and he wore um like suits and he was always very well put together. So And he defended himself in court yeah. and he played it to the media and Because wasn't he, he in politics too? He was, yeah. yeah and, and he was very yeah. well versed in law and like he did that for himself so that he could he could have this like facade of mm-hmm. being those two faces right mm-hmm. like so he he did that like he had that image so because he knew mm-hmm. that he could persuade the woman on his jury like he knew that that's mm-hmm. that's total narcissism and oh. manipulation absolutely like they're garbage people but they're fascinating right like <laughs> i'm not saying that they're heroes to me i'm not saying that they're superstars and some people do that they're like oh my god i love them i want a tattoo right. of them on my body I'm like no i don't love any one of them but i find them fascinating mm-hmm. like like a car accident you like can't look away brain. or you like you want to know what happened when someone got in an accident and you're like text somebody and find out it's a new, somebody say it on Facebook what's going on in the community like you just want to know what the story is and I think it's funny it's not funny but it's interesting to me because we're storytellers right like I think that's what I bring it back to not not like cons- like in a parallel 
is that we're storytellers and we always want to know the story, mm. right? I always want to know the story. I want to know the background. I want to know what it is. I'm, a, I'm an investigator. I always have to figure out what the meaning is behind everything. I'm a researcher. So it doesn't matter what it is. I got to know. That's why they say women are better than the FBI, huh? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's so funny you guys brought up like glorifying serial killers. I guess kind of me and Will have been doing that with Eileen Warnos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he just got me a mug with her her on it. We found it. He found it off of like a seller from Instagram. Mm-hmm. And we just got it. Like it's on his Instagram right now. But she's quite interesting too. Like mm-hmm. are you familiar mm-hmm. with her story? Because she like she was a prostitute and then she just went fucking killing every guy that she uh, was prostituting to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like being almost a hero because she was like taking out those guys for doing, because not only was she prostituting, they were like going back and abusing her, mm-hmm. like raping and mm-hmm. stuff. So then she'd fucking go and kill them. And she killed like 13 or 15 men. And that's from the movie Monster. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Char- was it Charlize? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charlize and um, Christina Ricci yeah. was yeah. the girlfriend. I remember that movie. That was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. When she killed the not the innocent guy. That's when I was like, you're a monster. <laughs> no, no, I understand. Like she was a, she was a survivor and she was mm-hmm. abused and and you can only get pushed to the brink so far. Yes. But she also could have reached out. She also could have disclosed that to her girlfriend and gotten help. But she went into another direction. So is she a hero? Hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's, there's uh, like, morality and ethics, right? So I wouldn't ever, like, I mean, women get, but then there's that, there's a discussion, right? Like, women who kill their abusers mm-hmm. are put into prison. Are they really wrong? Or are they justified because they were protecting themselves or they just had enough and they planned it because they just had enough like i think i've read so many different headlines where there's been people who are survivors of abuse that off their perpetrators their their abusers Mm -hmm. so it's there's there's a big debate on that for Mm -hmm. sure because i mean hero or ethically and immorally incorrect and 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 just a cold-blooded murderer and she could have done something different mm-hmm. like i mean you can go back and forth on it right maybe i'm just a softy i'm like oh i can't watch it i can't look <laughs> yeah. can't do it. i think deep down like every person i'm probably going to be viewed as like disturbing or whatever i'm sure every person has thought of like how they would kill somebody. You guys are looking at no, me like, never. no. No, never. <laughs> never crossed my mind. <laughs> you guys are giving me that look like, holy fuck, Victoria. <laughs> Let's go back to our discussion in the kitchen. <laughs> We're talking about soup, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> back to school. Oh, you go from that to serial killers in like 0. 0.5 seconds. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you get it. <laughs> I was totally being sarcastic. 
But yeah. But now I don't even know where I was going with that. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't have to. I think there's, I think there's um, the people who think about it and then there's the people who act upon it. And I think that's the difference, right? And there's the people who are brought up in environments that foster that acting upon it because they don't have any other option. Yeah. Or they, they don't even know. Oh yeah. Or they've been pushed to the brink, or they their brain has been developed in a way that's been unsafe. So now they are psychotic, or they're they're unstable, or you know, like they they're schizophrenic, or they were born schizophrenic, and things trigger. Like Dahmer was taught how to do um, taxidermy and dissect animals and roadkill by his father when he was like a young child and that mm. that fostered his love of dissecting and like doing oh, those things. I didn't know that. Like planting seeds like all along his life, you know, mm. and then he went to the military and he learned how to drug people. Like safe like safely and discreetly, but with a powder that was tasteless and odorless. Like mm. because he was a military medic. I had no idea, but like all of these things along his journey created this monster Hmm. that he already was it just like perpetuated it even more so it's it's definitely like all of these specific things that happen along his journey did you finish the series i did yeah Yeah, and then i read about it and i was like i feel bad for the victims even more than i already did throughout the series yeah because there was one man he was um he was a he was deaf and they show him they were dating. He actually like one of the one men that he actually dated throughout and he was just like the sweetest, most beautiful person. Like you could tell from his connection to his family and and I'm sure they were all beautiful people. And and then the one that um was a young man that was oh, I can't even talk about it. Like I think it'll be super triggering for people, but the police sent him back to his apartment and said that it was his boyfriend. When he was really just like a young boy. And they said, oh, they're just boyfriends. He's like, that's my boyfriend. He's drunk. Uh And they helped him bring him back to his apartment. Mm -hmm. And then he killed Mm -hmm. him. And it was the brother of another boy that he had had touched before. And he went to prison for for a year. Mm -hmm. So it was the same family. Holy heck. Yeah. See, that character that's in that show, his name is um, Evan. Yeah. Peter's? Yes. He's, um, I'm an office junkie. <laughs> I love The Office. That's so good. I don't watch TV. Like, so I watched The Office on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. And Evan's actually in there. Yeah. And um, it's funny because he plays um, Steve Carell's nephew in the, in the show. And he's just like this punk who's doing their intern and he's just doing a lousy job in the office and everybody's like so fed up with <laughs> the way he's conducting his his job the way he's supposed to be working or whatever and they're like telling telling um mike michael the boss of the office he's like they're like you you know you gotta you gotta discipline this guy like you can't do this you can't let him act like this but they didn't even know that it was his nephew mm-hmm. so doesn't he take him out in the office and he in front of everybody he spanks him <laughs> <laughs> So there's a meme on Facebook of, um, of from the office where he's got him bent over and he's spanking him like to discipline him. And then it's got a picture of him now in this Dahmer and then Steve Carell's face is like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about as much Dahmer as I got. <laughs> 
I think that's enough. <laughs> oh, God, oh, that's too funny. Um, that's crazy. Shoot, I was thinking of something earlier. Oh, when you were talking about um, not being able to binge or anything like that. That's how that's how I am, too. Like, I don't watch too, too much TV very often. But um, we recently started watching the Game of Thrones. Did you mm-hmm. guys ever watch that? Oh, Apparently yeah. Apparently this is, like, old, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching House of Dragons now, and I'm obsessed. <laughs> obsessed. So we started watching the Game of Thrones, and we'll get an episode in at night when it's time to go to bed after the kids are going to bed. Holy man, there's, like, so much jigging. And <laughs> <laughs> are you in the first seri- the first uh, season? I think I'm only in the second season right now. Yeah, it's a little... I'm like, holy crap, there's, like, it's an ass everywhere. <laughs> And I'm like, this is a show we can't watch with the kids. All right, cool. Oh, goodness. But but he was laughing because he was like, it shows how far behind we are. Every time I bring up the Game of Thrones, they're like, you're just now watching it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, whoops, I guess I didn't get that memo. But I couldn't get into it. Like, I tried the Game of Thrones, and I think I watched one or two, maybe three episodes. I'm like, eh, it's. I couldn't get into no. it. So that's all I've ever watched. Like, uh, that's it. <laughs> I just gave you a serious look. Yeah. No, like, I'm re- no, I'm really into, like, um, I don't know, like, uh, like knights and, and dragons. And <laughs> I don't know, like, witches. I love The Witcher. The Witcher was so good. Um, I don't know. Beefy men with swords. I don't know. <laughs> With, like fight scenes, yeah. I don't know. Like I think I, you said that thing. before. Yeah, you yeah. Brought that up. Before. Maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> or it's was a it thing on one shows? I can't remember. Something about um guys with swords and I, I was know. like, hmm, never thought of that like that before. See, all I'm thinking of now is of Conan the Barbarian. Well, that's kind of like you know I watched similar. that growing up with my dad, so mm-hmm, maybe you ever get into that show, The Vikings. No, I didn't watch that one. So yeah, I could get down with that one, but I never finished that one either. Me, I didn't. Finish I suck it at finishing like a whole series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My brother lent it to me one time, and I was like, I can't follow it. And he's like, because you can't understand anything. I'm like, maybe you're right. No, I, I guess my secret is like while I'm cooking and doing yeah. dishes, I can watch a series. Like I can put it on, and like I'll be left alone in the kitchen to cook and. And do the things. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that. And like before bed, I'll watch or like um, just like keep it going. Like right now I'm watching Umbrella Academy and I'm really into it right now. But uh, but I've been that's what I do is like and when I had my daughter, like that's what like late nights nursing and whatever. Mm-hmm. I did do watch Game of Thrones and then Witcher and like Peaky Blinders. And like there's just like so many. Mm-hmm. And and when I grew up, I didn't watch TV. We had like um, a community computer monitor hooked to a vcr Mm -hmm. so my aunt had like this whole big cabinet with all these vhs and we used to go over there like it was a fucking blockbuster (laughs) we'd be like yeah we get all the nightmare on elm street and my sister and i would just watch them all and it was so good (laughs) but um and that's like how i got my love of horror films Mm -hmm. and like all that kind of stuff, but we never watched TV, so I think that's why now I'm like, oh, I'm going to binge this, and I'm mm-hmm. going to binge this, and I'm really into it, because I, I never was able to. My husband's like, you watch a lot of TV, and I was like, when I can, I do, and mm-hmm. if I'm not watching it, I'm listening to mm-hmm. it, because it's it's just mindless, and I'm always, like, going and going and going, and, like, it's working nice, and like, working. 
escape. Mm -hmm. It's a nice escape, especially like when you're constantly going, going, going. Absolutely. And you're feeling like, my brain is fried. I need to like escape reality for a minute, right? Yeah. Like even when I'm beating, it's mm -hmm. like there and you can just mm -hmm. do that and have it on. And do you beat? I have. I, I stopped. Like I just. <laughs> so I, I started up uh, some earrings and one of my buddies, she's she's been bringing me little beading projects. Here, bead this, and here, bead that, and here, bead this. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I never do it. Like, they're literally in a box in one of my drawers at home. Mm -hmm. So one of my other friends come over and I says, hey, you should teach me how to bead because I have these projects. And she's like, um, you don't have bead? I'm like, no. <laughs> I have half of a one earring done. Oh. And that was about a month ago. But I was like, this is progress. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> it's still sitting on my desk next inside my little pumpkin cup. Or, yeah, my pumpkin cup waiting to be finished. And I look at it every day and I'm like, mm, mm -hmm. I need somebody to supervise <laughs> before I start doing this again. But no, I never got into that. I never got into like sewing or anything like that i'm like um i'll just buy it off of you <laughs> <laughs> well i haven't beaded since like may beginning of may i was beating and then i had carpal tunnel surgery and i had to have cortisone shots in my elbow and my thumb because i typed so much they said i had tennis elbow and i was like no this is dissertation elbow so i i had to get all this stuff done to my arm wow so i couldn't beat anymore but i did it right up into the last minute and i made like one and a half pair of earrings so i'm trying to finish the other one and uh I'm making these little coffee cups and they're really cute. They're like this big and they're just little smiley coffee cups. So I'm doing that. For earrings? Yeah. Oh my God, that's cool. I'll have to send you a picture. They're really, really cute. Nice. But they're, they're for my friend, Crystal Henry, because mm -hmm. she used to be my coffee date buddy. And I, I started Aww. them in February. I love that. Yeah, I started them in like February and I was like, I need to finish these and give them to her so I can start something else because they're big pieces. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I don't know. I can't hear myself now. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, yeah, I can't hear myself, but that's okay. But yeah, so I I was sad, and then I was like, last week I was like, I'm gonna start beating again. Let's see if my hands work. No <laughs> yeah, and and it was sad for me because I have so many things, supplies and whatever, and and um, and I picked it back up, and I was teaching both of my nieces how to do it, but I taught myself. Like I was, I will, I was around a bunch of women that were doing it, but they were like, just do this. And they just give you the stuff and make you sit there. And I was like, okay, you know, but like looking at YouTube and just printing out stencils and trying things. And now I do like a two needle stitch and whatever, but it's, I kind of evolved from what I did before, like to look at my first beadwork to now it was mm -hmm. like pretty cool, but that's cool. It's like, if I could quit all my jobs and just bead, <laughs> that would be so fun. <laughs> Wow. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I would do that. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'd get bored, but I would like to do it. Hmm. Interesting. I wish I could have, like, when I started this one pair, this one side, <laughs> Um, I must have messed up maybe, like, three or four times. And I would, like, legit just be like, I'm done. I don't do this <laughs> no more. And then my buddy would come over and she's like, get me out. <laughs> and she would make it look so easy on how to like fix whatever I messed up and I'm like how did you just do that like 
How did you just take that apart? Because I was like ready to cut the string and start over. And she's like, no, don't do that. So I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I had started, I went to a moccasin making class. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've, I'm not a beater in it. I just fucking dove in it in a moccasin making class. <laughs> That's awesome. And I've, I finished a vamp and I have it like half put together, but I don't know how to finish it. So it's just like flopped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like the other side of the vamp, I can't remember if I have it finished or not. But so it's like 25% done. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it. I, I never even finished. I have done that. I have made moccasins for almost all my kids, I think. That was really simple, but same thing like you, like it was like just flopped over. Mm-hmm. And so I got the meat and potatoes of it done. <laughs> right. And of course, like tradition, right before midwinter is happening, um, the day before it started, me and my husband stayed up till like, I don't even know, trying to put these mugs <laughs> together for the kids. And I didn't have the end like, I didn't know how to finish it, right? That's where I like, am. Like, to put a vamp on and to put it all together. So um. we just, like, got creative and we <laughs> put it together. We just sewed some fabric from a shirt on the top as the vamp. And and I didn't know how to put, I don't know how you, like, edge it or whatever mm-hmm. and then stitch it together in the back and all that. So we used a hockey string <laughs> on a hockey shoelace. <laughs> But they were so poor looking. <laughs> but my boys were so big in their hockey game at the time, so they just freaking loved them. Everybody's like, oh, would you make some for my kids? And I'm like, I don't even know how I did that. <laughs> I cannot redo that. Don't even ask me to do that. See, the ones I... Oh, go ahead. No, it's just ingenuity. It's like, you do what you gotta do. I was backed in a corner. I had to get it done. <laughs> The ones that I had started, um, like I have the vamp on and I was able to put it on the moccasin itself Mm -hmm. and do all the, um, the pleats and stuff Mm -hmm. for the front. I can't do the heel. I don't know how to put the heel together in the back. Oh, that little flap, huh? Right. And then like the edging for the top of it Mm -hmm. and then to put the fabric in the moccasin. She she knew what I was talking about. So (laughs) that's where I am. That's why I said it's just because we didn't even put that flap in the back because there's that little thing, right? You got to... Mm-hmm. It's, it's just... <laughs> it's poor right now. I need some help. <laughs> Any uh, mucks and makers out there? Hit us up. <laughs> Victoria needs help. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Oh, shoot. <clears throat> so... I've been thinking about something. Okay. When I watch... A movie, a, a series, a music video, or I see, like, a famous person on social media, I always imagine how I would interact with that person. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Like, the biggest one is Jason Momoa. Because mm-hmm. he's sexy as hell. And I've met him. And it was, like, the stalest me ever. Because <laughs> Will got us um, Comic-Con mm-hmm. oh, right, when right. he was at the Comic-Con. So he got us a picture. So we have a picture with him. And it was like the boringest meet for the five seconds of our life. 
He looks so charismatic. Right. He never said hi. Like, we walk up and my face immediately turned red because he's, he's sexy. He never said hi. And then, like, we, we posed with him. And then I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even, like... No, he never said a word. No. And then... He's just an actor. <laughs> we just we walked away and waited for our picture. So then now that I see him, I follow him on, like, Instagram or, like, all social media. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if I would enjoy him as a person. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I enjoy looking at him. Based on the five (laughs) seconds that she's seen him, I think I like his personality. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But you know, whoops, you know who I think would be so much fun and like I could get along with is Rihanna. Yeah. Because she seems fucking cool as hell. She just seems super down to earth. Super down and like she. <laughs> what? He like whacked it. Oh. And it like went right in your mouth. It's all I on didn't camera. even notice. I didn't even notice. <laughs> but yeah, I just like watch people, famous people, and imagine how. Mm-hmm. If I could be friends with them. Mm-hmm. Is that just me or do does like everybody else no, think I, that way when i was when i was at that elton john concert i was like <gasps> he's talking to me he's looking at me look he's right there. He's <laughs> like, <"Sing to> me. <laughs> no i totally get it i would i'm the same way with certain people too i'm mm-hmm. like that with hockey players mm. i have like a mad 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 jones for hockey players mm-hmm. and they're not Um, I feel like they would be very awkward because they're just athletes and they're just like, you know, this is what we do. Like, Mm -hmm. so they don't have to act and they don't have to put on. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So kind of like the stereotypical hockey player you see in a movie. Yeah. There's a lot of them like that. And I love that. (laughs) My brother used to say, hockey players say, I can go to potato. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> so no, I totally get what you're saying because I would totally do that too with um the ones that I'm secretly stalking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that I'm, makes any sense. I'm trying to think if there's any famous people that I want to hang out with. Um, I don't know. I want to hang out with Trent Reznor. Oh yes! (laughs) I want to marry Trent Reznor, but he's not married. But um, he's the lead singer of Nine Inch Nails. I've been wanting to marry him since I was in like sixth grade. So that there's that. Um, (laughs) But I don't know about his personality. I don't think I've ever even like seen um, him do anything other than like a regular interview. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I don't know how he would be like just hanging out and goofing around, you know. But I like I'd. I'd want to hang out with, like, I don't know, Kevin Smith. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I'd want to do that, you know, but I, I don't know. Like, I've met some famous people, and I tried not to make assumptions about who they were. And then they were, like, real down to earth. So they tried to be, you know, like, I hung out with the WWE for a little while. 
Like who from the WWE? Um, I met um, Trish Stratus and no uh, The Rock's wife, and um, well, I it's a really weird story, but um, <laughs> um, I am a secret fan of the WWE when they were the <laughs> WWF, like back in the day. And I was in I was in college. I was in university and. Um, my friend Julia was like, let's go, they're in Syracuse. And I was like, okay, you know. So I went to Syracuse and we're like fangirling it out. And I was mm. like, oh my God, oh my God, let's go, let's go. And she's like, I know some of the security. And I was like, okay. So we went and we started talking to the security and we started talking to like pyro crew. And then they introduced us to some of the refs. And the refs are famous too, you know, yeah. like people know all the refs. And so we met a couple of the refs and then... Um, they're like, well, you can ride on the bus with us and go to the next show. It's in Pennsylvania. What? Yeah. So they're like, just park your car here. And I was 19. You know? <laughs> oh, I was shit. Like, oh, my God. You know, like, all right. So we ended up jumping on their bus and going to Pennsylvania. And then we went to Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> and So you were just groupies with the WWE. <laughs> And I met these strippers. <laughs> so we were hanging out with like like these strippers from Syracuse and then my friend Julia and I. <laughs> and then they got us hotel rooms and they didn't stay. I stayed at the hotel room by myself and they were all doing whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, like I'm 19. I can't get into any of the bars that they're going into and I'm just here. But I got to meet the Dudley boys and oh. they were so nice. And um, uh, Devon Dudley was like, what nation are you from? Did you notice I said nation? I did, I, and I was so like, cool. oh, that's cool. You know, like he was he was real cool, and and they were just like um like real welcoming and like super nice. And I was like, oh, you're famous people, but you're not like super famous, but you kind of are. I mean, you are like obviously, but it was it wasn't like um and that was during the time when I mean back in the day when The Rock was still with the WWE. E well F at the time so it was it was cool because I sat next to his wife because we got like comp tickets so we got to sit with the family of like the wrestlers and wow. like do that like I still have those tickets like I That's saved them like, cool. yeah. awesome <laughs> it's a cool story yeah it was like um and then like we we got dropped back off at the car where we parked it at the like the, the parking spot and then we were like yeah that's what we did we spent like five days with the WWE <laughs> <laughs> when I was nineteen years old yeah when I was in that's college so yeah but, yeah I, I met a lot that. of I met I met um the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys and and Tristratus and uh, Saturn. I met Saturn. Yeah, it's cool. Wow. <laughs> I'm totally impressed. Right? I am so Me totally too. Impressed. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. <laughs> but they weren't dry. Like, they were just, they were trying to, like, be like, oh, I've never met a Native American before. <laughs> but I'm not trying to, like, be weird about it. Uh, right. It's very right. nice to meet you. That's and, cool. And, uh, we're glad you're here. <laughs> like they weren't trying to be weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I think about meeting the the rock Dwayne Johnson. He'd be fucking cool as hell. Yeah. Just to like chill. Because he seems so like charming. Oh, I love him. And so down to earth. <laughs> yeah, he did such a good job. <laughs> and like you can just fucking crack jokes with him and he'll just roast your ass back. Do you watch him and um, Kevin Hart on TikTok? 
Yes. They're hilarious. They're fucking hilarious. <laughs> I think they're so funny. <laughs> the they have such good chemistry, them two. They really do. And he just picks on them for being little. And... <laughs> that, was, that was a very well-rounded discussion on a What's multiple <laughs> What's that ever? Yeah. Serial killers, meeting famous people. <laughs> Groupies. Eating in school. Yeah. I love it. All All the time. All the (laughs) soup. Well, this was great. I like this. I like hanging out with you guys Mm because we have such well-rounded discussions. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, we're good to go. And not so serious this time. We don't have to be so serious. That's what I said. I was like, let's go have fun. Let's just go talk about some fun, shoot the shit, and just... yeah. Over some tea. We definitely shot some shot some shit. <laughs> we shot some shit, guys. <laughs> All right, so we are signing off. This is Allie. And this is Sarah. And Victoria. And we will come back and talk with you guys again soon. And hit us up if you have something that you want us to talk about. Ooh, Let us know. You want to pick our brains. That's a good idea. Yeah. Very good. Okay. On Agua. Ana. Ana Gui.